Where has modern herbal knowledge come from? What has been taken away from African-American herbals without proper recognition? Whose ancestral traditions and knowledge have been excluded from herbalism? It's Marco Solis. This is One Mike Knight, the podcast that brings you stories of artists and people and their personal journeys, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in life. My guest today, I'm very happy to have. She is an herbalist and aromatherapist, among many things. But she's here today to talk to us in accordance with Black History Month. So hopefully we're going to learn a few things. Please welcome Carolyn Jones to the show. How you doing, Carolyn? Hi, how you doing, Marcos? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Listen, I have questions. <laughs> the first question is, who is Carolyn Jones? Okay, well, Carolyn Jones uh, is a woman, a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, mm. and also an educator and an herbalist. I've, I've changed many hats throughout my life. And uh, I'm very pleased with the hat that I'm wearing in this moment, which is one of projecting messages that help people consider self-healing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So it's been a transformation throughout the years and, and knowledge and everything to bring you to this point right now so yes. that you can give some knowledge in some areas. I like that. So talk to us about um, about what you do. What is an herbologist, an herbalist, excuse me? Mm -hmm. It's both, it's both. uh... Well, what I do is I study and research uh, with those who are master herbalists, clinical herbalists, and also with organizations to discover and explore nature in its green form. You know, okay, yeah. uh, a lot of people don't realize you can eat flowers, okay? Right. And uh, that there are energetics and homeopathic medicines that are made up of flowers and uh, substances in nature that we wouldn't even think would be a medicine. Talk about it. I like this because see, you consider yourself like I consider myself a modern man. I don't think about things like that. Mm. You know what I mean? And you know, it's a back to nature that we're doing for medicinal purposes, for energy, for, you know, whatever comes along with it. Yes. Right. And uh, I think we've gotten too caught up in the idea of modernism Mm. because Nature will always be more modern than we are. That's right. It's always right. inventing. As a matter of fact, it's ahead of us now with this coronavirus. Oh, really? Right. Because <laughs> we uh, are scrambling to find a solution for longevity. Yes, you're exactly you know, right. It made us think about our mortality. Right, right and uh, how maybe we should get our houses in order. There's a a very spiritual aspect to the fact that the coronavirus has showed up. 
And what I find most disturbing is that we forget to remind our elders to remind us of where they came from. Mm. And that takes slowing down and really asking, sort of like interviewing the elders. Right. So what, what do you mean by that? Tell us what you mean by that, where they came from. Well, for instance, I used to teach seniors at the Fort Greene Senior Center mm -hmm. over there on Fulton Street. And we had a 95-year-old, uh, she's made transition at this time, Miss Ann, but she'd come dressed to the nines every week, every day, mm. actually. And we were discussing medicine, you know, uh, as it is today. And one day I said to her, Miss Ann, what did you all do when you got sick? She said, we went in the forest. We ain't had no doctors. Mm, yes, yes, right. And there are whole communities of people who go to the forest. Because we're urban dwellers, we are removed from that world, but it still exists. Right. Through Native American wisdom, through African wisdom, through uh, all cultures. European wisdom, I, I visited the Cloisters Library mm -hmm. and uh, you have to make an appointment to go there. And I sat there and just went through books, studied Egyptian herbalism, uh, European herbalism. And I was just amazed to see how they applied nature. If they had not applied nature, to health, we wouldn't be here today because they were living through plagues. Right, yeah. As we're doing now. You're right. So you're talking about, you know, uh, the purposes, the medicinal purposes coming from the plants that say were from Africa, that, you know, that, that were brought over from, you know, with the slaves in order to heal. That's right. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I have a webinar called The Healing Project Mm -hmm. pandemic series and in the upcoming session we will have Ola Abasi who has dedicated her practice her herbal practice to making sure people know the herbs of indigenous nature nations okay. yes mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. but you know it's up to us to do the research as well absolutely absolutely yeah, because a lot of things that people run to the emergency room for can be taken care of in the house. Right. You're right. And it has to be, you know, like we said, it has to be from, say, from Africa, from bringing over the slaves. You know, you, uh, I'm going to say, like, maybe going to the Caribbean, where the slaves were used to for the plantations, you know, because they were used to the hot weather, the Europeans, you know, couldn't take it. So they were bringing their knowledge on, you know, how to grow the plants, how to cultivate them, and also use them for their own purposes, because they didn't have medicine. Something happened to them, they had to use the plants that they knew about to heal themselves. Absolutely. Right. And the same thing, you know, for the African Americans here that they were brought as slaves to the states, you know, also learning with it, like you said, the Native Americans were here. So they learned from the Native Americans, mm -hmm. you know, 
about yes. herbs and blended plants. learning, yeah, and blended learning of cultures, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I found very interesting, and it took me aback to know this, I went to a presentation through the American Herbalist Guild in 2019, and one of the presenters taught us that cottonwood was used uh, uh, to create abortions. The slave women mm. would chew the cottonwood to abort the master's babies. Oh, wow. And uh, there was one slave in particular who couldn't stand the slave she, the master kept pairing her up with. And they didn't understand why she wasn't getting pregnant and she had been chewing cottonwood and she got beaten for that. Oh, wow. She got beaten, but she didn't, you know, give up. Right. She kept taking it and refused to give birth. So there are a lot of untold stories that it would be incumbent upon us as a people mm -hmm. to dedicate ourselves in one aspect. You won't know everything in one life. Right, yeah. But be curious enough to know and not be hypnotized by the modern day experience. Right, right. And you know, what people tell fine. you. Right. Yeah. And 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 see for yourself. Yeah. We have Schomburg, the Schomburg uh Library of Research up in Harlem. Mm -hmm. And you could spend a whole day there and pine away to come back again because they closed too soon. Well, now we can't go. But, <laughs> right. you know, we have we don't even have to get dressed to go to the library now. We can pull it. Tap it in online. Yep, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. So you have a little something to show us today. Oh, I would love to share. Please. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast, please make sure you uh, check us out on YouTube at One Mike Night. Let's take a look at the visual that we have to go along with this conversation. So it's an introduction, number one, to the book that I wrote, Pick Up Your Bed and Walk, A Self-Care Guide to Improve Health, uh, as a result of teaching the seniors, because I would go in and teach about the various herbs, and they would ask me the next week, what was that herb you were talking about? So I compiled the A to Z handbook that they could actually look through. It's very comprehensive and take to the herb store with them once they found out what issue they wanted to uh, address. These hands are the hands of a 95-year-old woman at the Willoughby Senior Center. It was her birthday and she had gotten her nails done. So I said, oh, Miss Georgiana, model your hands for me. Beautiful. So she placed them there and uh, very beautifully displayed fingers that have seen a lifetime. Yes, you see that. You see the stories that are in those hands. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the woman holding the bush is Emma Dupree, and we're going to meet her in a minute. Uh, as she's picking herbs. She has made transition at this time. She was in her 90s when she made transition. And the hands you see below are just an illustration of a farmer's hands, someone who tills the ground, who's familiar with the earth. Because if you ask children, 
where food comes from, they'll say the supermarket. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a picture of some of the seniors that I've worked with at uh, Fort Greene Senior Center. And uh, that wall, that mural has been painted over. So I'm so happy that I was able to capture that image because that's our history. That is our history back there. Never erase our history. Absolutely. And it, it, you know, it was definitely a metaphor for how we need to get back. We really have to look back. And this is Miss Ann, the woman I was telling you about who said, we ain't had no doctors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Mr. Jack and they're having, I put this picture there to really show Elders don't stop living just because they're elders. They're having a good time. They're dancing. She has on her hula skirt. Yes, she does. And a smile and like the sunshine, isn't it? Yes. And she was always that way. I'm also going to put the link to this uh, Four Green Center senior, senior Center in the uh, in the bio of this episode because I want any of you artists who are out there who can go over and spend some time, you know, and, and bring some joy and you know, music and, and crafts and arts or whatever we can do. I, I want you all to go over there and do that. Oh, that would be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Of course they're closed now, but uh, when we climb out of this pandemic, that would be wonderful. I was Absolutely. always looking for people to come and share their time with the seniors. As a matter of fact, my Zoom master, uh, she has a bachelor's in cybersecurity, Amara McGore she would come and visit them and update them because I had her in my public speaking class. I mm. used to teach public speaking. Okay. And she would come and update them, you know, oh, she studied in China for a year and she, you know, and they would love to hear her stories. So they watched her grow. I believe in intergenerational education. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, here we have a picture of Emma Dupree uh, standing strong against her uh, plants. She was born in July 4th, 1897, and she died on March 12th, 1996. She was actually born in North Carolina, and from the time she was three years old, she was said to be interested in plants. The elders called her little medicine thing. Uh, yeah. I love that. I yeah. love it. And they would watch her as she wandered around picking plants, tasting them, and spitting them out. So she was a born herbalist. And if you uh, engage in plant walks, the, a school that gives plant walks is Arbavite. They thankfully moved from Manhattan. They're in Brooklyn now. And I don't know if they're giving plant walks at this time, mm -hmm. but when the pandemic is over, please uh, check them out. They're on J Street. I don't have the exact address uh, right now, but I'll give it to you so you could maybe post a link to them. Absolutely will. And yeah. people can study about herbalism. They have a full curriculum. They give plant walk events. As a matter of fact, the plant walk event that I participated in, I learned that pine, you know, our Christmas tree? Right, yeah. That we, you know, enjoy the fragrance. Well, that's actually pine is a treatment for asthma. Oh, wow. That's what I said. <laughs> so there are so many things that you can learn. Looking from the outside, a person who's interested in having their uh, senses stimulated in a 
very um, aggressive way all the time, they may look at that and say, ah, that's boring. I don't want to do that. But you would be surprised the fascination that's hidden in life if you just slow down. Absolutely. Yeah. So as an adult, Emma Dupree became known as a woods gal, a granny woman, an herbalist, and a traditional healer. She actually birthed many babies. The community came to her because she cultivated a garden-grown pharmacy. Mm. Okay. And she formulated medicines from th uh, herbs like sassafras, horseradish, mullein, rabbit tobacco, catnip. Okay. And she made uh, teas, tonics, and salves and gave people uh, herbal advice. So I want to ask the audience to ask themselves, what season are you in? Are you in spring season feeling like you're in winter season? Mm -hmm. Are you in winter season feeling like you're in the summer season? Are you in the fall season feeling like you're in the spring season? Really look at the seasons and match them to yourself and your physical development and your ability to withstand stress because that's what we're surrounded by. And we have to constantly detox ourselves of stress and detox our colons. You know, we can cheat, but you must cleanse your colon. Absolutely. Okay. And cheating shouldn't be a lifestyle. It's cheating for the moment if you must cheat. Right. Okay. So uh, I would say at this time, I'm 71 years old. I'm in my winter season and I feel very summery. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I would have to say the same thing. I'm in my winter season and I'm in my summer. Yeah. I'm in my summer. This is a good time. It really is. It is. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, aside from the pandemic that's happening, you know, it's it's like the worst and the best of times at the same yeah. time. But the mental state is summer. That's right. You know, that's right. And and the physical state, that's what we strive for to be in our summer season. Right. So apple cider vinegar, I just wanted to share is high in magnesium, phosphorus and calcium. And it addresses gout. It balances the pH of the skin and the vagina mm -hmm. uh, through hydrotherapy. If you uh, run bath water and listen to me, I really, I should have said of the genitals of the gen okay. because uh, men carry <clears throat> yeast infections as well. And they can share them from partner to partner. So a bath of uh, a cup of apple cider vinegar in the bath will balance the pH of the genitals and the skin. Got you. It also relieves itching scalp. Interesting. And, mm -hmm. That's true. There, there's been a movement lately to for a lot of people to have apple cider vinegar. Um, I know there's a special diet that people do. And there's also people have started drinking kombucha, yes. which has apple cider vinegar in it as well. Yes, yeah. and it, it um, 
it relieves so many different things because it detoxifies alkaline blood. Yes. Once your blood is acidic, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. you're headed toward disease. So because it alkalines the blood, and a lot of people can't abide the taste, but if you put a cinnamon stick in it, mm -hmm. if you notice Bragg's, I don't know if you've seen them, but Bragg's has a line of drinks with apple cider vinegar where they've, they've flavored it. Oh, okay. But you can flavor your own as well. You can put cinnamon stick in it. You can put star anise. You can add a little bit of honey. You could put lemon in it. So uh, there are ways to uh, make it pleasant yeah, to, to mask the taste mm -hmm. and flavor. Yeah, that's that's the tip of the day right there. That's the tip of the day. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't drink it because of the taste. But yeah, how about trying a little cinnamon stick and maybe it's a little honey or something like that. That's a good tip. Mm -hmm. And the same right. thing with black seed oil. Black seed oil, mm -hmm. uh, like I always say, it tastes like motor oil. Right. But if you put it in a tea, like I put it in my tonic for the day. With a tea, you don't even taste it. Matter of fact, you don't even feel it going down. Right. Mm -hmm. How important are all these things, you know, in in longevity, or is it a quick quick fix? What's the importance of using using these herbs? Well, it definitely is not a quick fix. I would say Western tried traditional medicine. Well, let me just say African people look at herbs as traditional medicine. Here we look at traditional medicine, Western medicine, pharmaceuticals as, you know, the medicine du jour. Right. But yeah. uh, that's the quick fix that's because quick it suppresses fix. symptoms, but it doesn't uh, address the issue. Say so that again. Say that again. You just Pharmaceuticals said. suppress symptoms, mm -hmm. but herbs neutrify and address the root of the problem. Absolutely. That's mm -hmm. it. And that's, I think that's the key, you know, so you're doing it for longevity. You take the, take the herbs, you know, just as a part of your daily regimen. That's right. You know, yeah. And what you have in your kitchen, your kitchen is your lab. What you have in your kitchen determines your health right mm -hmm. and not everything works for everybody it's an individual thing but you can kind of generalize and say this is for this this is for this this herb is for this and then you make it accordingly and that's why it's important to have clinical herbalists in your life because we don't know you may be on a, a prescription that you must take and you want to use herbs. Well, you need to check to see if there's a contraindication for that. Yes. You know? Right. But uh, the research is important. Do the research. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you have one body. Right. You may as well keep it in good shape. Right. And know? there's got to be some truth to, to using herbs because otherwise we wouldn't be here. They That's didn't have modern day medicine back then. They were using herbs and plants and right. you know they came up with the solution through those herbs and plants that's right so, well yeah, that's the truth they came up with the pharmaceuticals through herbs and plants absolutely because white willow bark they would never have invented aspirin if they didn't find white willow bark that's what aspirin is white willow bark mm. so if you take white willow bark 
you won't have to drink it every four hours like you would have to take an aspirin. Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, to complete my uh, explanation of apple cider vinegar and its uses, I recently found out because I started getting a slight sore throat mm -hmm. that I could mix some salt with the apple cider vinegar and, and gargle with it. And it took the soreness away right away. That I knew. That I knew. That is a, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. That I did. Yeah. Th yeah. I just found out about that one. Mm hmm. So it also reduces gastric bloating, lowers blood pressure, and relieves arthritic pain. And that's also a, a form of gout. If you drink apple cider vinegar during a, a gout attack, it will subside. And if your joint is swollen from gout, mm -hmm. if you do a soak, say like it's your foot mm -hmm. or your hand, if you do a soak in apple cider vinegar, it will take it down. As a matter of fact, a dear friend of mine, Charles Eccles, he's gone on now, but he called me one day complaining of terrible, terrible pain. And when I went to his house and when I looked, I mean, his foot was screaming you could tell the pain was intense. Mm -hmm. And I set him up with a, a, a foot soak and we played Scrabble Slam while he soaked his foot. And by the time I left, he had been relieved. Mm. And uh, I think both of us pretty even about how many people won the game. <laughs> <laughs> we, we played a number of them. <laughs> right. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Then we have tea tree oil, otherwise people know it as mel melaleuca. It treats head lice, acne, cold sores, yeast infections. That too, you can put in your bath water, you know? Okay. Uh, five or six drops in your bath water and soap. Hand and foot fungi, athlete's foot. People don't need to have athlete's feet and uh, also going to the salons, people get those funguses on their hand and they're very hard to uh, get rid of. So, you know, it's important that people make sure that they check to make sure that the utensils are being cleansed right. adequately, but also uh, in watching what you eat, it triggers the fungus, I understand. So it goes hand in hand. Sinusitis, gout, jock itch, hemorrhoids, joint pain and inflammation. And it too can be used as a gargle for throat health. Okay. I was just going to ask you, how do, how do you take the tea tree oil? Is it an actual oil or is it? Uh... It's an oil. Okay. But you only, if you're going to gargle, you only put a couple of drops in it and you don't swallow it. Mm -hmm. okay. You gargle it and that's also good for gum health, you know? it cleanses bacteria it's a a natural um antiseptic mm -hmm. and hemorrhoids are actually stagnated blood in the vein and i found out from uh my master class i did not know this when they were talking blood stagnation that a vagina can get hemorrhoids as well uh, yeah i could i would imagine yeah. yeah yeah because it's a swollen, it's swollen yeah 
-hmm. And cramps come from stagnated blood. So this particular workshop talked about moving the blood, herbs that move the blood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yarrow is known as the mother of all wound healers. It's an anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, and cleanses toxins. Everyone needs to have yarrow in their home at all times. Okay. You can gargle with it. You could drink it. You can uh, make a tea to put in your bath water with it. But it definitely addresses problems with the skin and internal disturbances. Hilichrysum mm -hmm. promotes healthy skin health regeneration. It minimizes scar tissue and it has anti-aging properties. Okay. We get a little bit of that. I need some right around here around these eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on and lay down and take a That's nice right. nap. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Look like a look like a 12-year-old. Why, Why not? <laughs> and it's great for uh it comes in oil and herbs. Okay. So uh what I do when I I'm ready to oil myself after bathing. Mm -hmm. I have some helichrysum oil already prepared. The base being either jojoba or olive or both. Okay. And I also use neem oil because neem oil is an antiviral er, uh, oil. Especially in this time of the pandemic, mm -hmm. I put it in uh, whatever lubricant that I'm using for my scalp so that I could have the neem oil in protecting my scalp and my skin. Okay, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I just want to urge everyone to listen to their ancestors. If you're not, if you don't have elders around you that are interested in herbs or know about the herbs, study and bring them the information because they need relief. And they're open-minded because by the time you end up hurting and having all that pain, you're pretty much desperate for an answer. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like we said, it's our history. It's been there since the beginning. It's the truth. That's right. So uh, the Healing Project pandemic series, uh, this is my website, www.behealed.info, uh, runs monthly classes. And the upcoming class is February 17th at 11. And even if a person can't make the live class, the classes are always available. And this month we'll be featuring Ola Abasi, the woman that I mentioned to you before. She's a medical herbalist and educator. And the topic will be detoxification of the genitals. So we'll be talking about the myths surrounding male and female genitals and uh, the herbs that help strengthen and preserve them. I like that. I, that was going to be my next question because, like I said, I'm a modern man and we don't usually lean towards this type of healing or, you know, it's mostly women. So how do we get the men on board? 
Well, you know, I was just thinking about that today. Right. And I've spoken to a few men about the fact that we're supposed to, well, men are supposed to do penis soaps. Okay. But when I would mention to them, you know, I get that response. Right. Mm -hmm. So I thought it might be helpful for the women in their lives or the partners in their lives to um, come together and take a bath together, prepare the herbs, their specific herbs, mm -hmm. make the herbs and make a nice herbal bath I for like both this. partners. I to like this. Ah. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Absolutely and make can. it a love experience Absolutely. rather than just a medicinal experience. Yes. You yes. Know? And take care of each other. That's right. Take care of each other. It's important. You know, it's something you'd be surprised when I would speak about um, vaginal health. Uh, I only had one man in the class. He was mm -hmm. a faithful attendee. But there are women who actually had never taken the time to look at themselves. They felt their, that part of their female anatomy was ugly. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't look. And I, and I felt that that was so sad because here they were, these were 60 plus women and you've lived all your life and you've allowed whoever you are allowed to look, but you won't even look at yourself. And that body shame is uh, very dangerous and not self-serving at all. Right. It doesn't lend itself to healing because we need to examine every inch of ourselves and attend to every inch of ourselves for optimum health. Absolutely. For ourselves and for the people that we share ourselves with. Absolutely. And I think that comes along, you know, that's that comes along with, you know, self-worth, self-esteem. You know, what are you thinking about yourself and how you care for yourself mm -hmm. and then care for your partner, care for your loved one and care for the people around you. And that's right. important. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people who care more for others than they do themselves. And uh, that's another part of the pandemic series where uh, Barry Burden and Russell Cooper speak uh, in the conversation about family caregiver self-care. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot really care for someone else adequately if you're limping around. Right, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> All right. So tell us where we can find you. Where can we find more information about you and make sure that we link up so we can go to these, these series and, and, and help and help ourselves? Well, absolutely. Well, the uh, main place to find me is at my website, www.beheal.info. And there we uh, show you the classes that have passed. We did uh, detoxification of the blood, the joints, the colon, the lymph, and the mind. And we just finished the lungs. And we're moving into 2021's offerings, which will cover the brain, the liver, and other organs. I decided that I would like to help people detoxify themselves one organ at a time or one body part at a time. That's good. I love that. Mm -hmm. Until we make it all whole, 
You know, That's right. It's one at a time. That's right. Well, Carolyn Jones, I want to thank you for being on One Mike Night Podcast. This information is very vital. It's very vital to people. It's very vital to me. Um, please, everyone, make sure you find her at behealed.info. Check it out. See what she's doing. Go to some of these series. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Um, I'll have all the links for everything we talked about in the bio of this episode. This is a Black History Month special. Also, make sure you find Carolyn at what's your uh, Facebook if you want to drop her a message. Facebook is Carolyn, Carolyn Jones. Jones. Carolyn Jones. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast today. And thank you. Please make sure you share these episodes. These are important episodes for us to know about and us to learn about. Um, you can find us at One Mike Night. Go to OneMikeNight.com and you can find all the links to the social media. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. You can find me at Marcos Luis, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S.com. Marcos Luis, everything on social media. Thank you for joining me for this episode. We'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. Thank you.